This is Jamal. This is your boy, Adrian. Yo, this is Michael. Thanks for tuning in to The Daily Jam. Welcome back to the Daily Jam. Fellas, how y'all doing? I'm doing all right. What's going on? Good. Man, this is exciting. So welcome back. We wanted to um, talk a little bit about a couple things here. Remind you, last week we spent some time talking about teens and music. Wasn't that that was a really episode. good episode. Yeah, so if you had a like chance, it. go back and listen to that. Share us what your share, share us your thoughts. Talk to us about what you know how teens and social media really. Share us your thoughts. <laughs> share with us your <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean out there. You, yeah, we know what you mean. It's been a long day. It's been a long week for for Adrian, I'm sure. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, so make sure you go back and check that out. There's a lot more that we got to say on music, but that's really kind of an introductory one. So we want to make sure that everybody. Um, kind of goes check that out today we have a brand this week we have a brand new topic for you but before we get into our topic fellas let's talk about what's on our minds absolutely let's start with what's on our minds so for me I want to start man just about a month or so ago Apple did their you know event their yearly event that they do where they kind of reveal the new products the big and thing. stuff like that yeah, yeah I watch all right. the time I was so disappointed as an <laughs> Apple you, user. Why are you disappointed, Mike? <laughs> I, I, have an, I have an iPhone. I have an iPad. I have a Mac computer. And so his whole re- house is Apple, too. Well, mine is, too. It, yeah, mine is too. It really, you know, my kids, we've been using Apple products. I have been a faithful user. I was so excited because I was hoping and thinking that they were going to come out with different color earbuds, you know, in the next generation. Oh, yeah. And I the really AirPods. wanted, yes, I wanted the, the earpods uh, in a different color than just the white and when I saw that they got a credit card and a streaming service and some other bullshit I'm like man what you know I'm like to say you know Steve Jobs I'm sorry Steve Jobs that they are failing you try to tell him to come back from the dead and take back over Apple he really needs to he's left and came back before he has not from the dead but uh, if we could do that 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 would be awesome but yeah I was so disappointed and I'm blaming Apple because uh, my daughter's birthday was March 9th, and one of the things that Biggie she day. wanted. That's right, yeah, the the, di- the, the day that, that Biggie uh, was. Was that he died or he was born that day? He yeah. died that day, yeah, that's right. Uh, 1997, I believe. 97? Mm-hmm. March 9th. Yeah, I, I missed that. that guy. I loved his music. Yeah, yeah, Biggie Smalls. All right, let's pour out some. Water. Pour some Sprite for Biggie. Well, I'm drinking water. They're <laughs> drinking Sprite. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I had pri- so her birthday was on March 9th. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we knew that this was coming like later in March. Um, and so I was like, you know, I'll get you some of those earbuds for your birthday. And she wanted, I think she wanted black ones or whatever. And so we were waiting for that. And so it's because of Apple that I'm late getting my daughter a birthday present. <laughs> oh, exactly. Well, they came out with new iPads. Yeah. And a wireless charging case for the AirPods. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's pretty dope. Yeah. But it's still the same color. We want different right. colors. We didn't care about that. Mm. Yeah. So, but anyway, I have Apple stock. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully whatever the shit they came out with, you know, increases that. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my, my thing, what's on my mind is a little bit different. So, I, you know, we're heading to the summer and uh, summer, you know, is the blockbuster movie season. And I'm realizing, forgive me in advance, but Disney is coming out with all these new live action Disney movies. And my what's on my mind is 
parents, please make sure you teach your children proper movie etiquette. Because these movies ain't for your kids. They for us. <laughs> All right, so don't bring your crying babies <laughs> and your <laughs> screaming toddlers to the movie theater while I'm trying to watch Aladdin and The Lion King and all the other ones. Because this stuff is for us. <laughs> not for not for the kids. At least not yet. Y'all wait till it come out to like the damn barrier, the dollar saver. And then I, y'all can watch it. <laughs> I hate to be the one that's saying what's actually is on Jamal's mind right now. I can see it in his face. But that sounds like some R. Kelly stuff that you do it <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just trying to re- I'm reading what's on uh, oh. Jamal's mind right now was it that obvious it was bro mm. who doesn't like live action Disney movies like everyone talks about I it. do what? but like exactly you saw the, tra- the, the, the trailer the, Dumbo the Dumbo trailer I not, us, that's one of the ones I didn't watch those of us who don't have small children don't like it I, what about the Jungle Book did y'all watch Jungle Book last year? That was a dope live action My movie. My children are grown. No, I don't watch any of that stuff. And I oh. didn't take them. <laughs> Nor do Cal I go majors. to high school. It's, the same, or it's McDonald's. the same thing as what about the Marvel movies? The same thing with the Marvel movies. Nor do I go to McDonald's. <laughs> My high schools. <laughs> Sorry. He's innocent until proven guilty. Well, okay. He was I, identified, right? Well, anyway, <laughs> so Jamal, what's, like said, what's on your mind, Jamal? Because <laughs> because what's on this dude's mind? I don't know. I'm concerned. Well, obviously, he he is serious about his Disney movies. It's not even just Disney movies. Everyone do a poll out there. How many of you out there, whether you're young or old and you remember classic movies? Because it's not just about the Disney movie. It's about nostalgia and what you grew up on. So y'all can make fun of me all you want to. I guarantee you there'll be a ton of adults in the audience watching movies, and it's not just because they got kids. Check my facts on that. Yeah. How exactly are you going to guarantee that, bro? I'm just saying, for the folks out there listening, y'all can write into the show, talk to the show, leave a comment on our social media platforms. I'm yeah. telling you. Yes, please. That's a no. Yeah. Remind them of what our social media platforms are, Jamal. T. Daily Jam. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All right, so go on any one of those platforms. Let us know if you do not have small children, do you still watch Disney movies? That's the question. And I guarantee y'all watch Disney movies. What? Y'all do. Have y'all ever seen a Marvel movie? No, I, I, I've never really been into the comic book stuff. I didn't you see got on a Captain America shirt on right now. It's not <laughs> Disney. It's Marvel. <laughs> you yeah. literally have on a Captain he America does. shirt well, he answered, right now. He answered that. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, no. I've seen uh, the Wakanda forever. Black, Black Panther. Panther? Then yes. you've watched a Disney movie. That's a Disney movie. That is not a Disney yes, movie. Yes, it is. Disney it's owned by Disney. Company. Yes, then just because Disney they own movie. it. But they didn't make that for small children like Disney no, actually makes movies for children no y'all see that's and that's where y'all wrong and y'all trying to isolate Disney is not just in the small kids business because if that was the case they wouldn't have bought Marvel I understand that I understand that they uh, own several things that make things for adults but the you watch sports you, you watch ESPN to, then the you watch the that, Disney product but that's different. They it's, didn't make. No, it's not. It's, it's still it's, Disney. The no, movie that you are Disney. We, we are referencing kid like movies. Movies for kids is what you said. Right. And your child is 12, 13. I don't have any kids. Oh, Lord. <laughs> forgive, forgive him. <laughs> he, forgive and him. I know you're out there listening, sweetheart. Oh, anyway, my. like a... Any, yeah. Okay, so... And she loves you so much. It's a shame. <laughs> Jamal, I saw, I saw it mind? in her eyes when you both said I do. Oh, um, listen, I, what's on my mind is... I sw- you know, I travel a lot, and I do a lot of driving. 
And I swear, I can't for the life of me understand why people in the fast lane drive slow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want you when you're right, bro. That's like an oxymoron. It's like, get over. If you're not going to go 70 and above in certain states in the nation. I was about to say, where are you going 70 and above? <laughs> in certain states of the nation who speed limit is at 70. Right, right. Yep. Look. 70 and above. I just, I, I, don't, I don't get it. In the words yeah, of maybe my you mother, just have road rage. In the words of my mother, I'm with you when you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I get irritated. Yeah. I'm not going to say or admit on air that, you know, I kindly ride their bumper because um, I don't do that. Do you have road rage? Are you one like? Do you like yeah, them off when you go around them and stuff I like do. that? I have road rage. Yeah. Really? I hate. Not only do I hate for you to drive slow in the fast lane, but you using your turn signal or not using the turn signal. Yeah. Wow. I, I think your issues. license should be suspended and taken away. You know, I. I Who says I, they're not? I think I'm kind of, I think I'm becoming Buddhist a little bit because I, that used to really bother me. And I used to have some really, really bad, like really bad negative thoughts. I'm almost embarrassed to say this. Like, I honestly, <laughs> when people would do something stupid in driving, because I, I, I hate that too. I used to wish that, you know, God or somebody would like literally flip their car over. What? <laughs> or that they would run off. Like I, I would really, I, I would almost like you wish picture, death. You picture it. Yes, I literally did. And You're I talking don't do some Final I'm, destination I'm much, type stuff. I'm much better. But I used to really do that. I used to just really wish, like hard, that something really, really bad would happen to them, which is so mean. Yeah, it is. It is. I know. And, and I, this is I why you will hear throughout, the, throughout these episodes that this is why I believe that Michael will go to hell and that it is my, <laughs> it is in my best interest to, as a Christian who oh, loves the Lord, because John 3.16 says, you know, carry, <laughs> carry, carry them to the cross Forgive so that us. they may be saved. Forgive us. Do not judge us. Once again, what he says. to all of my atheist, agnostic, Muslim, <laughs> Buddhist, um, Jewish oh, we friends, love we love you all. Yes, we really do. Adrian doesn't. I do. I, do. I, 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 hey, I love all of people of all faiths, but I'm just saying, I'm you know, Jesus and I are homies, and so I'm trying to get to heaven, and I'm trying to get y'all there too. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> That's some all good right. stuff, guys. All right, so that, that's all that's on, what's on our mind. When we come back from the break, we're going to get into Did You Know? Stay tuned. Hello, Jam listeners. If you're enjoying this episode of the podcast, imagine if you heard it live and in person. That's right. The Daily Jam does more than educate and entertain you here on your favorite podcast streaming services. We offer keynote presentations, workshops, training and consulting services, you can find out more information and get in contact with us on our website at www.the220exp.com. That's www.the220exp.com. Or you can follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at TDailyJam. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. In, in this week's Did You Know? Do you know that this is National Foster Care Month? Started by Reagan in 1988. Dang, man, I really thought the Did You Know segment was going to be about my birthday, because it's also in May. Is it really? Yes. I share a birthday with JFK. Oh, Lord. I'm just saying. I think the people should know that. For what? So they can give me something. JFK? Like a nice note, card. As in j- just for kicks? <laughs> no, as in the 35th president of the United States, John F. Kennedy. Just John for kids? Gerald Kennedy. How do you know which president he was? You are really a nerd. Especially when it goes to president. Like, real life. Oh, my Jeez. God. Like, can y'all not hate... 
We can, but we probably. But it's a really good thing that it's National False Care Month. It too. really is. Yeah. It so, is. I mean, it's a big month for conferences. I know traditionally, I know we all are all traveling during this month yep. and speaking to different conferences and different breakfasts and just to, um, you know, celebrate and actually bring awareness to the world of foster care. Yeah. And so if you're out there listening uh, outside of being a social worker or a child welfare professional, check in with your local community agency. I know every uh, year around this time at the beginning of May, the president of the United States, governors and others declare it National Foster Care Month. So to raise awareness of what's going on. So reach out to see what events are going on. You can donate your time, donate your energy because uh, it's a very, very big time for the child welfare system and to bring awareness about some of the things that kids are going through. It's also a very big time for young people emancipating or exiting out of the system or aging out of the system at the age of 18 and in some states 21. So this could be a very interesting time in their life. And so just kind of reach out to those folks and let them know that you're thinking about them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's a wonderful um, opportunity to kind of celebrate folks who are a part of the foster care industry, particularly foster parents. Yeah. So shout that, out to all those foster parents out there. Absolutely. A lot of times uh, we don't really kind of notice them and we kind of use this month to show appreciation for foster parents. There are a lot of appreciation dinners um, that go on around the country you know, in the month of May. I know that we all have had our share of speaking at them and yeah. they have the same dinner no matter where you are. <laughs> same <laughs> chicken. chicken. <laughs> some type of some, potatoes. And some type of green and, vegetable. And, yeah, usually green beans. And, and unsweet tea. With tea. No, <laughs> tea with unsweet no sugar. tea, that's right. And apple pie. It is literally the same dinner all over. Hey, I had one that had cheesecake and I was actually excited. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> but one of the cool things about attending those dinners is the fact that you hear so many wonderful stories, especially from young people, about how foster parents have made a huge impact uh, in their lives, as well as the agency recognizing foster parents who have been in been foster parents for a long, long time or fostered a number of young people who have come to their home. So it's a it's a really good time of the year to highlight some of the great things um, for people who kind of fly under the radar uh, other times. Absolutely, yeah. They, they definitely are underappreciated, underrecognized, um, you know, and I'm hoping that those of you who are out there who are listening, who are not a part of the foster care system, you know, if you know a foster parent, tell them thank you. You know, if there's anything that you can do to kind of help them or show that you appreciate them, I think that would be really, really wonderful because it's not only for the professionals to kind of appreciate them and recognize them, but I think also the community should recognize them because the foster care system will look really, really different if we didn't have, you know, the tens of thousands of foster parents around the country that would open up their heart and their homes to take in young people who've been abused and neglected. Yep. So, so. shout out to all my caseworkers, former and present, <laughs> but also shout out to my original foster parents, the Lukes down there in Georgia, as well as the Kings and the Ligons there in Ohio. Shout out to all of you. Thanks. Yeah. And rest in peace, Mr. Warren A. Love. That's right. Yes. Warren Love. He was one of the best to do it. One of the best. Absolutely. One of the best. So, hey, and if you got friends that would love to be foster parents, hey, take them down to your agency. Mm -hmm. Sign them up. And if you don't know how, then, you know, you can contact us. You know, at any one of our social media sites, we will definitely put you in touch with the local foster care agency in your area. All right. When we come back, we're going to dive into the topic of the day, which is teens and social media. Stick uh -oh. around for that. Yeah.
I remember when I first laid eyes on you My man Tom introduced us But I was too shy to say hi When I finally built up enough nerve to drop a line You made it clear you wasn't just another MySpace mystery And I didn't take it personal When you ignored my request to be your friend I spilled my guts and hit send Waited two weeks for a response and got nothing Honestly, it only made me want you more Week four rolled around and I was this close to letting go But something wouldn't let me even though I hardly knew you It was plain to see you were meant to lock lips You knocked me out with the brass knuckle tats on your hips I was on this website late night lurking When I got a message from you that was labeled urgent You said that you weren't impressed by lame dudes with no game They're all the same trying to get your instant messenger name But the fact that you hit me back made me smile You must have saw something you like when you were skimming through my profile You caught me at the most pivotal moments And now I'm emailing my I love with a dozen digital roses. Hey, welcome back to the Daily Jam. Glad you're still with us. That's right. That's right. Uh, as Adrian said uh, before break, we are going to spend a little bit of time talking about social media. This and is a teams. good one. This yeah. is a good one. It's a really, really big one. I think one of the reasons we chose this topic is because um, we know a couple things. Number one is that you know most teens, about 94% of teens, actually use social media on a regular basis. In some form yeah. of fashion. In some yeah. form of fashion. Yeah. Many of them, of course, on their mobile phones. And right. so a lot of teens have you know, mobile phones, and so they're using various types of social media there. Um, but they're also spending around nine hours a day, studies show, um, on some type of social media that could include electronic media, maybe TV, gaming, and those types of things. But they're spending somewhere between nine and 11 hours a day. So it's a really big a part of their time. A day? Yeah, per day that they're actually doing it. So they're spending a lot, a lot of their time being impacted and influenced by social media. So uh, for those who are not familiar with social media out there, what are some of the forms of social media uh, so that we can kind of let some of our adults um, you know, know <laughs> about what substance? So of course, well, since I'm the coolest, I'll start, you know, and this guy. <laughs> so Snapchat is really big among young people. Instagram. What's up? Uh, there's uh, also another one out there, TikTok. TikTok is and newer. I, yeah, TikTok is newer. Yeah, gaining ground. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now it's actually interesting because you didn't mention probably some of the ones that the older folks actually yeah. tend Twitter, to use. He, he, did, that, he did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take that one. <laughs> yeah. So there is Twitter. You have Facebook. Um, you also have Tumblr, Instagram. Uh, so I mean, there's there's a number, and more and more are being developed literally every mm -hmm. day. Yep. Yeah, and, and most young people are using uh, multiple forms of social media, and so they're not just kind of using one. So most of them are probably using three, four, or five different social media sites at a time. And don't forget YouTube. YouTube is huge. Yeah. I mean, most people don't look at YouTube as being a social media site, Actually, but that's it one is. of the, it ranks up there consistently as one of the top two, three social media platforms because it's, it's tons and tons of video. Now, I don't use it for the same reason that young people uh, do, but it, as, an, uh, as a... A young adult, I would classify myself, I use it a ton for just simply learning and catching up with the news of the day. And I'm finding more and more that I'm getting away from my traditional cable TV and news source. And I'm literally just catching up during the whether I'm on a flight, whether I'm at home late at night reading, watching YouTube videos, because everything on TV is now on YouTube. literally yeah. posted online. Yeah. 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 You yeah, got to think really about those is. content developers. 
You yeah, know. you know, YouTube is like the devil to me, man. <laughs> it's the devil. It's because you don't know how to use it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know how to use it. You go to the website, type it. I know how to use it. The problem is, is that you can literally be there all, all day. day. I mean, it can Sucked suck up for hours. hours and hours and hours. And then that automatic playback, so it automatically plays the next video. You can, right. you can, I know. You I can know, turn you that can function turn it off, Michael. I know. You just choose not to? I do. Well, because, I looked at uh, it. Because the next video will be, be just as good as the, the previous <laughs> right. video. So, Well, I was curious. So I looked at my, my screen time. You know, those of us that have iPhones can see their screen time for the week. And I actually only spent this week an hour and 36 minutes on YouTube. Hmm. But how much do you spend on Facebook, <laughs> old man? 14 hours and 49 minutes. What do you be doing, man? Right, it's not that exciting. No, it, no, no it's see, not. but you have to also understand. Like, you be taking I post, selfies and posting them and trying to come up no, with some innocuous quotes I, I that have already been repeated before by like Plato and Socrates. So it's like under Facebook, it is Instagram next at five hours, Twitter at four hours. I mean, I get into my my rabbit hole on Facebook though. I do. Because you know how, like YouTube, you look at a video and then it goes to the next one. The next one, one yeah. It goes to the I, next you know, one. You so. know, Facebook has has kind of lost its appeal for me. I mean, I still have it. I still, you know, use it, but not nearly as much as I used to a few years ago. I don't know. For some reason, I'm just kind of losing interest in and Facebook, and Twitter a lot of young for me is, is just hilarious. And so I could be on Twitter forever. Seeing. Follow Mike on Twitter, please. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Facebook um, also has recently gone through a lot of challenges with privacy and stuff. And we'll get into this a little bit when we dive into it. But I think that... Facebook was started right after MySpace. Like, I mean, back in the day, you had you were cool when you had MySpace because MySpace, you could have music, you could post your pictures. Create I mean, it your was own create page, your own. Yeah. It was like you created yeah. your own identity on uh, MySpace. And then it kind of went away. And then Facebook popped up and it was like, whoa, this is the new thing. And so now this newer generation, you got these new, it's instant gratification. Snapchat, the reason why people love it so much is you hurry up, post a video, post a pic, press send, boom, you're done. You're moving on about your day. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, very true. Um, and back to Twitter. Um, just like Kendrick Lamar's left stroke just went viral, I've had a couple of tweets that went viral. I what just tweets? wanted to say that. What tweets went viral? Um, you have to go look them up. One, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got to go look them up. I just signed into my old MySpace account. You, oh, you remember the password? That's the Surprisingly. That, yeah, it really is. Anyway, All right, so, so what is it that fascinates young people about teens? Let's get into this in social media. Yeah. What's so fascinating about I, social media? What do you guys think, Jamal? I think uh, a sense of connectivity. I mean, for just the youth that I, I, that experience care, you know, they're going to be a little defiant, and they they know that they're not going to be, they're not allowed to speak to certain family members. So the best way to connect with them without anyone knowing is social media. And I actually had uh, similar a little bit to that, but I think that social media allows young people and just people in general to create um, who they are or who they want to be, whether that's an authentic version of themselves or not. I mean, it gives you the tools to to make up a profile. Literally, that's how Facebook did it, a profile of yourself and put that out there. Um, and I think that that's what's the lure and what's so fascinating about social media, especially for young people um, at this critical age in their development. Maybe they're not who they are right now, but maybe that's who they want to be. So they create this profile to be that person uh, and project that out to the world. 
Yeah, I think you're both wrong, but <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think you're both right. You know, of course, you know, it, it allows young people to kind of connect with with folks. It's a different type of connection than probably many of us and many of our listeners kind of grew up, you know, how we had to kind of connect. Um, but nevertheless, it is a connection. And I think that that's important for us to kind of realize. And I think we can talk a little bit more about that. But I think one of the other reasons that it fascinates young people is that, I mean, there's a coolness factor to it. Yes. I think when you think about it, I mean, it's just cool to be on social media, like even in that movie uh, Little that we actually saw, we talked a little bit about, hopefully if you haven't seen it, go out and see it. Absolutely. Um, it's a great movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my bae, Regina Hall, stars in it. There's a couple of other people. And my Issa girl, Ray. Issa Rae is out there. That's Shout out to Issa Rae. But there is a coolness factor, like even in that movie, you know, she kind of took, there was a scene where she took them to her, her house and, you know, they took all these pictures and they <laughs> yep. posted them and all of a sudden they became the cool kids. And so I think that uh, having social media really kind of helps you to get Absolutely. accepted yep. uh, in Acceptance the generation. Is really good. Yeah, it, like yeah that, it's yeah. really, really important. You know, it's a part of, of, of adolescent development. Mm -hmm. uh, it's an important part. So we have to, I think, you know, remember that. And so, you know, parents who are keeping their kids from social media, trying to protect them, uh, there are some social aspects that I think that they may possibly be missing. Yeah, and I think that's a very, very slippery slope, and I think uh, we had alluded to it earlier a little bit when we talk about the fact that whether your young person has a device or not, they have access to social media, whether they access it at school, whether they access it at a library, or whether they access it through someone else's phone. And so it's all about regulating what content they're, they're producing and what content they're viewing, um, but I do think that it's a very important aspect of youth identity. I think social media is a part of that culture and it's uh, something that we got to talk about and kind of understand as um, as parents and even as um, adults who are responsible for the well-being. And I know particularly for our audiences out there, a lot of many, many of you who are child welfare professionals, this becomes a very slippery slope um, in terms of safely protecting kids uh, and allowing them to uh, establish a little bit of sense of normalcy. So we'll get into that a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I'm guessing that there are probably some adults out there that's probably wondering at what age is it okay to allow their young person to use social media? Yeah, that's a good, very, very good question. I, with having two teenagers of my own, of my own, I actually and they had phones earlier, uh, earlier than thirteen. But thirteen, I told them they can at least have one, and Snapchat actually was the was the preferred platform. But still, I monitor that, and one of the requirements was not only do I need your password. But you need to sign in on my phone. That way, when you get a not notification, I get a notification. I get a notification. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted those parents. Well, and, and not to you wanted those because I, I need. And I'm glad I did that because there was one time uh, we were we were at a friend's house for a barbecue, and my oldest son um, happened to go snooping around in the house and found a BB gun. So he took this said BB gun to the bathroom. And start taking pictures with it and put Ooh. it on Snapchat. Ooh. So I'm sitting out on the deck, you know, playing cards, and my phone started blowing up. And I'm like, what's going on? And there's messages of, I could see, you shouldn't do that. Don't be stupid. You can get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, what the hell? 
So I opened it up, and it was him posing with the picture with this BB gun. Wow. Can it happen? Yeah. So, so it's often. like more often than not, actually. Right. So that that and that's the the exact reason why I said those were my rules. Those were my stipulations. I need to see what's happening. So so the the, the password that he uh, put. Was it the same one that um, Kevin Hart's son put? On <laughs> <laughs> Irresponsible. <laughs> Irresponsible. <laughs> so if you haven't had a chance to watch the Irresponsible Tour on Netflix by Kevin Hart, and please keep in mind these are <laughs> these are not sponsored by our show. They should be as we promote the stuff. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. it no, just but that shows was the that password. Watch their content. Yeah, that was the password, though, folks. That was the password. It's not me just telling my homie. <laughs> <laughs> that was the password. That is hilarious. So I think the actual age really depends. I don't think there should be a set age limit. I think it really depends on maturity level. I'm, I really think that because you could have a very, very mature 13-year-old and you can have a very, very immature 13-year-old. So I really think that it's beholden upon parents and guardians and those folks to kind of gauge it. And I know that's a very tough and difficult conversation. So my suggestion would be to try out other responsibilities or even give them some freedom and latitude and see how they monitor that. Uh, and go from there and before just giving them complete um, access to social media. But I would have a third, a third area, and that would be just them being naive. Who being naive? Kids. Oh. Being naive. So you have the mature, the immature, and those that are just naive. Yeah, that's and true. And don't know what they don't know. Very true. Um, and could fall into any type of being lured, just because, again, they're naive, but that's our job to make sure that we are FBI, CIA, Homeland Security, <laughs> and, everything, and every other thing when it comes to um, educating and protecting our kids on social media. Yeah, and I think that part is, is really important, and that, that makes it, you know, I think social media could uh, have an element of making it a little bit tougher. I, I don't know if I could necessarily put a particular age on it, and I think the, the reason is is because I think Adrian mentioned it earlier. You know, even if you don't allow them to use social media at your house, um, doesn't mean that they're not having access to it at their friend's house. Um, or even I've heard viewing stories. what their other friends are viewing. So it's mm -hmm. not like they're not seeing it They're still it being still. exposed yeah, to still it. still being yeah. exposed to it. Yeah, so rather than, you know, having a hard, fast age, I think is that the, the more open your relationship is with your child, the more they feel comfortable, you know, coming to you and talking to you, um, the more that you're kind of monitoring kind of what's going on, I think the better. And so... You know, I'm okay with, you know, a 10-year-old having social media because all of their friends kind of have social media, um, for instance, you know, but how I monitor that may be different than how I monitor an 18-year-old or something like that. So I think the thing is, you know, really having that relationship with your child, um, you know, and, and figuring out kind of what, what works best for your child. And don't, and not being naive, I've heard so many stories of kids who uh, had uh, uh, social media accounts that their parents didn't even know about. Um, because they had yeah. it through another kid's phone, their best yep. friend, or, you know, like Adrian said, at school or, you know, um, at the library, they still kind of have access to it and they kind of create those. And even if you have one and they have to have your password, you have to have their password and, you know, you have to be their friend or whatever on it. And then it. they can create another account. Many like, kids of them aren't actually stupid, do, yeah. Right? Yeah. They just aren't. Yeah. So they're going to be all nice and, yeah. and 
So it's more about yeah. it's more about relationships than rules. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think that speaking of relation, that's a good segue in terms of talking about for our folks out there listening, that it's just so imperative and important uh, if you're in the child welfare uh, profession is to build and establish a rapport with the young people that you're dealing with and serving. And that's for foster parents too, caseworkers, judges. I mean, no matter who's out there listening, because that's the only surefire way to kind of get into the uh, world of a young person to mm-hmm. see what they're all about and what they're up to and what they're doing. And you can't come at it from a punitive standpoint all the time. You can't have social media because of this, or we have to protect you from that. Those, you know, in this day and age, those really aren't valid enough reasons. I mean, there has to be some middle ground here because young people are going to go out there and contact the rest of the world through social media. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, and you, and this is just me. These are the views of Jamal Callahan, no one else, but you look at social media and trying to keep it away from kids, just like you, we tried to keep sex and, you know, all that. And we'll talk about that at a later podcast. So you're but saying kids should have sex? No, what oh I'm not God, saying kids should have sex. But what I am saying is that they are already exposed. I got a letter from my kids' elementary school in sixth grade talking about, hey, we're going to have that talk this week. And I haven't had the conversation. Mm. So I'm like, oh, I need to ramp up this conversation because I wanted that message to come from me. So they've already been exposed. It's about now. What do they know? You expose yourself to your children? Oh, Man, my God. You know Jamal. what? Don't call the people on him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call the people on okay, him. I know what you mean. So it, it, so it is. You expose them. You let all that information come from the house versus, versus coming from peers and somewhere else. Yeah. By, by exposing, he means educate them, not the R. Kelly types of exposing. Just making clear. Making sure people know what we're talking about. Now, the the, the real question really kind of comes to, you know, is social media a good thing or a bad thing? Is it positive or negative? I mean, like, how, how do we answer this for, for our listeners? You know, that was a hard, that, that's actually a hard question because there's something on both spectrums. You know, literally both ends of the spectrum. Now, from a negative standpoint, it is the indirect communication that it fosters. Yeah, very true. I mean, you ask uh, a, a young adult about an interview, a job interview, and they don't even know how to look uh, a gentleman in the eye or a woman in the eye. Uh, just in the normal, just normal conversation. It's where are they at? You're trying to talk to them, and they're in their phone. So even talking to caseworkers and foster parents about engaging conversations. You know, it's about picking your battles. Are you going to force them to listen to you? Then they won't listen to you at all. Or are you going to allow them to try to use both sides of the brain and do something while still engaged in conversation? But I think the negative part of that, again, is just there's not enough practice in direct communication. So there's a lot of indirect communication being fostered. Yeah. You know, I, I think one of the things is that as adults and people who are you know concerned about you know, young people, I think that we oftentimes have a lot of negative views about social media and about, you know, the horror stories and the possibilities of things that can actually happen. Um, And I think that when we kind of go in with that mindset, I think that we make um, decisions that oftentimes aren't in the best interest of, you know, the young person. Because I do think that there's opportunities. There's actually a new uh, report that kind of came out uh, recently that talked about that most teens actually say that social media makes them feel better. And so while there is bullying on social media and there are negative things that definitely happen and can happen and that people, you know, have committed suicide based on bullying and things like that, we have to remember that social media didn't cause that. People were bullying uh, 
children before social media. Uh, children committed suicide because of uh, bullying prior to social media becoming um, what it is today, a new way of kind of communicating with each other. And so I think that for me, social media is kind of like money. It's neutral. You put it there on the table. Um, it's not good. It's not bad. It's not positive. It's not negative. It's really kind of how you, as an individual, decide to kind of use it. Do some people use it negatively? Absolutely. Um, but then there are other people who use it positively as well. Yeah, and I think that's, you know, one of the, I guess, then to kind of wrap this up in terms of, you know, what can we do out there? So I'll, for you folks out there listening, like, okay, we great. We understand what social media is. We understand the exposure. We understand, you know, what it means for our young people. So what do we do? And I think one of the good ways to start is to start by being an example. Um, there was an um, article released under the Child Mind Institute, I believe, where um, the uh, Dr. Steiner Adair advises that how often are we on our devices? How often are we on social media? How active are we are? And, you know, can we put the device down when we walk into the door to give that young person attention? The best way to, to curb young people's addiction, let's call it what it is, an addiction to social media, is to find another place to redirect their energy and being involved in their life. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Adrian. I think that there is a lot of things that we model for young people. You know, I see adults on their phone just as much. I mean, when, you know, I hang out with friends that they're more on social media than actually enjoying, you know, wherever it is that they are. And so they got to right. take pictures for Instagram and they got to, you know, before they eat. And, and, <laughs> and so, you know, a lot and of we're times we're all guilty that I do it myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times when me and my friends kind of go out, we have this rule that we all kind of put our, our phones down um, and that the first person who picks up their phone to check it has to pay the bill. <laughs> and and nobody wants to Great pay the rule, bill, yeah. you know, I mean, they have to pay for everybody, you yeah. know, not just themselves. And so, you know, it really kind of forces us to kind of be in the moment and helping young people um, to kind of realize that particularly young people who kind of grew up, you know, in this particular age and makes it, you know, kind of tough for them. So here's a fun fact to kind of put a bottleneck on this. Um, they say as of 2018, 72% of teens say they use Instagram, 22% of them say they use Instagram the most. So, I mean, you use Twitter, you use Snapchat the most. Instagram, I think, is still winning. Yeah, I mean, I, I think a, a big part of that is because, you know, um, you know, during that that stage, you know, self-esteem and self-worth um, is really, really important. And everybody's kind of, you know, at that age, worried about how they look. And it is all about self-esteem. That's exactly what that article that I mentioned earlier talks about. It is social media for young people is not about uh, updating folks on, you know, projects that they're working on like we do or where we're going to be next or thing. It is all about self promotion and self-identity. What's my place in this world? What's my place in this school? What's my place in this demographic, demographic, excuse me, of young people around me? That's what's my status because it's moved beyond social economic status. You know, if you have a phone, then you have the ability to filter, literally filter out some of the impurities or negative things or thoughts about yourself that you have. And you can, again, going back to our earlier point at the beginning of the show, you can be who you want to be on social media. And Instagram is nothing more than a picture and a caption. So this is a snippet of who I'd like to be who I want to be. And I think that we have to do a really, really good job of stressing self-esteem and authenticity. Uh, and so that's my little two cents on that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, as we kind of wrap up this, uh, particular part, um, this topic that, you know, we really want you to take home a couple things. Number one is that social media really can be a tool. Um, for us to build relationships with young people. I know that uh, as a person who kind of traveled a lot, 
you know, is that I used social media to kind of keep in touch with my kids while I'm on the road, um, you know, and, and that was kind of their preferred method. So I think that we actually can use it as a tool and really as an opportunity to build relationships with young people, which to me is the most important. And so that instead of, you know, saying social media is bad and not using it at all, find ways to engage young yeah. people by using social media. Step into the world. Learn. Yep. As parents, don't be afraid to learn. Absolutely. So we're going to take this quick commercial break, and we're coming back with the unpopular opinion. You Please do stay not tuned. want to miss this. You do not Ow. want to miss this one. Everything a woman says she does a retweet me. Sean Paul and Sean Kingston got the girls them caught. She wanna retweet me. Every little thing a woman tweet, she a retweet me. Yo. But this one dedicated to all my tweeters. So every day they just a twist into my talk. Give me on my Twitter page. All eyes What's going on, Daily Jam listeners? It is your guy, Mr. Motivator Jamal Callahan, and I hope you are enjoying today's episode. As you've heard us talk about here on the show, May is National Foster Care Month here in the United States, and we here at the Daily Jam would like you to get involved in any way you can. Volunteer, donate care packages, or better yet, have you considered becoming a foster parent today? Do you know how? Do you know where to start? Take the first step and find out more information about becoming a foster parent by visiting the National Foster Parent Association. Visit nfpaonline.org. That's nfpaonline.org. There you'll find plenty of resources and information about foster parenting, including how to contact your local agency. That's the National Foster Parent Association at nfpaonline.org. Welcome back to the Daily Jam. Thanks Today, for sticking around. Today's unpopular opinion, ladies and gentlemen, is brought to you by Adrian. <laughs> All right. Hear me out. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm afraid <laughs> that you start already. with that statement. Hear me uh, out. I'm afraid oh, that. I know there's been a lot of controversy around this particular individual. And given that we talked about social media today, I'm just going to put it out there. I think what the president is doing on Twitter is not a bad thing. I actually think that oh, the president. Oh, no, he oh. did. <laughs> no, he didn't. Wait, listen, like, hear me oh. out. Seriously. Like, hear here we are. Mm, I think we just lost followers. <laughs> I think that it allows one of the most powerful positions in the country that we think in terms of politics allows him to him or her to get their direct message across. And it's not unheard of. Other politicians do it. I think that the, pre the current president just happens to do it in ways that some folks may not agree with. But I happen to agree. I happen to disagree that it's a bad thing. Well, I enjoy Barack Obama's tweets. He didn't tweet that much. It was someone tweeting for him. The only time he tweeted was when it said B.O. Prove it. Look it up. It's in. It's proven fact. You yeah, knew that, it came directly from Barack that Obama. That is true. That is true. When it said B.O. And B.O. did not stand for body odor. Um, but, you know, Adrian, you actually make a good point. I actually follow the president on Twitter. Um, and I tweet yeah, him There's our Republican of the trio. I, I, I tweet him often and, you know, um, I add him, you know, on. I, I let him know uh, when... I'm disappointed in some things. I make some jokes about him. Uh, but I've also asked him to, you know, hire me uh, in his administration. <laughs> 
He's yet to respond to any of my tweets. The truth comes but, out. But I mean, I think there's oh, a couple things to this. I think, you know, in addition to kind of what you said, you know, allowing um, a person at that level to speak directly to the people. Right. And oftentimes they don't. They, they kind don't. of speak through, you know, it's their through, PR folks. And, and it's filtered and ran through, you know, polling mm-hmm. data and who was agreeing and disagreeing and not right. alienating and not taking people off and making sure you dot all the I's across all the T's. And in this way, this is my this is coming straight from the horse's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to our presidential encyclopedia, um, he said that back in the when was the earliest? When did the president stop meeting with people like before the the press briefings or oh. you don't? Um, I, I, I would have to actually go look that up. But I think that what happened, what happened in the advent of television is that when the president became a television personality, so to speak, that's when they began to having to start censoring. So it started with uh, John F. Kennedy and Jackie Kennedy. That's when the first JFK president. Again. You got JFK reference, uh, National Fall Scare Month, May 29th, our birthdays. Uh, <laughs> 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 but what happened was is that they were the first prime time presidency on TV. And so then you had to start controlling access to that. And then as time went on, they started the press briefing rooms and that's when they started the uh, press secretary and, and having official spokesmen and spokesmen because they are speaking on behalf of the president because the president is very busy running the country. So I have to speak for him up until this point, but hopefully in the future or her. And so I think that this that this day and age and at this day and time, the current president of the United States had decided, look, this is my message. You don't have to worry about it being filtered through Sarah Sanders at the White House or being filtered through other departments. And like, this is straight for me. These are my thoughts. And we may or not always agree with them, but don't we always clamor for our politicians to be honest with us and to say what's on their mind? And this current president does that. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of his tweets are actually hilarious. They're, they're, they're comedy to me. But uh, so I, I really don't mind him, him tweeting. I know a lot of people have a problem with it. So uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, go on any one of our social media sites um, and let us know what do you think about our current president, Donald Trump, tweeting. And do you follow him? I actually don't follow him. Out of all three of us, two out of three <laughs> do and you don't? But here's the thing. I get a recap and I watch all the stuff. So it's not like I'm going to miss what he said because it's going to be reported out there somewhere. That the president Because Adrian spends a lot of time on YouTube watching the world. The How world. to dress. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to our podcast today. Yes. See you next week. Holla. All right, that's a great topic, fellas. But unfortunately, there's our cut music, so we got to go. We're out of time. Hey, we do this daily. Ha <laughs> ha, but you only get it weekly. We'll see you next week on another episode of the Daily Jam. I know I